0: Hi everybody, it's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM 7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I wanna talk about what I learned working in the NFL for a number of years with elite college football teams and training multiple Olympic gold medalists. What I learned there and what you need to know and can apply to your own life, maybe to your organization, or to a passion that you're pursuing. The first thing is it all starts with talent. You know, it's like, duh, but like there are certain people that are gifted at running like Veronica Campbell Brown. I was very fortunate to coach her for a number of years. God gifted her with the ability to be fast. There are some people that are gifted in mathematics and they also have a creative bent. So they're really good at architecture. It just comes natural to them. They can see designs. They know how to put things together in a way that's just very unique. I think it's really important that you take a really hard look at what your talents are and where your strengths lie. And I find that your strengths lie at the intersection of what you're skilled at and what you're passionate about. Because you can have a talent for something and not be passionate about it. It's going to be very unfulfilling work. Now, there are some times in life where you just got to put your head down and work in an area that you don't really enjoy because of market situations. I totally understand that. But it's really important to find this intersection because it's going to be very fulfilling for you. And when you're hiring people, sometimes people think that they're good at something and they're really not. I have a great example of a coach that I was working with a number of years ago. Uh, He was an assistant strength conditioning coach at a university I was working at. and I could just tell that His head wasn't in it all the time. He was just okay at the job. And I sat him down. I was like, hey, man, like, this isn't really what you want to be doing, is it? He's like, no. I was like, what do you want to do? He's like, I want to be a police officer. I was like, all right, listen, I'm gonna give you 12 months. If you don't apply in 12 months, I'm gonna fire you. Guess what? He applied. He's now had a very successful career. He just needed that like push to like go pursue things. Also, When you're building a team or an organization, you want to hire A players with a team-first attitude. It's one thing to be talented. It's another thing to have a me-first attitude. Now, when you hire A players, sometimes they have a healthy ego, which is okay, but it's really important to make sure that when a decision is made for the organization that everybody is moving forward together. Another reason you want to hire A players is because A players like to be around A players. When you hire a B player, They're going to hire a C player and they're going to dilute your organization. And so as your organization grows, sometimes you're going to get to positions. You're going to get 10, 20, 30, 40 people down the line where it's going to be harder to get those A players, but you got to really make sure that the bar is high. So talent is number one. Number two, you're either trained or you're untrained. What I mean by that is you're either training in an elite level. Putting in the work consistently with a very good program and plan in place, or you're not going to last. You're not going to make it to an elite level status. Veronica was an unbelievable example of this. She worked so stinking hard. She was laser focused. She was locked in on what needed to get done. And she really wasn't going to let anything else distract her during that time. And for her and her family, they waited longer to have children because she knew it was gonna take a certain level of effort and dedication to get to the level she wanted to get to and to sustain that output. One of the problems I often see is people have great intentions, but they have a really bad plan. They haven't reversed engineered elite performance and they end up working with a plan that's just pretty much garbage. I see this all the time when I go to the gym, high school athletes that really wanna get better and they're working with a quote, trainer that's just unqualified and unskilled, and they're doing things that are not going to lead to improved performance. This happens in every industry and every sector. You've got to know what elite looks like, and then you need to reverse engineer the process. And that's why I love this phrase. You don't rise to the level of your expectations. You fall to the level of your training. You can't just expect to be great with subpar training. It takes a high level of training to be elite. And then once you have the training and you have the giftedness, you need to be able to repeat performance, a high level of performance consistently over time. And that requires building adaptive capacity. It's what we talk about on this show all the time, the ability to take on more stress with less cost so you can be resilient. And being resilient means that you can consistently move forward in the face of adversity and express your skill and you're training in the most crucible situations. A good friend of mine, his name is Jeff Bandman. He's been on the show, former CIA, Army Ranger, amazing guy. And sometimes we get on calls and kind of talk about what we're doing and this idea of adaptive capacity. He said something to me recently that really stuck with me. He said, capacity trumps capability. That is so true. You know, in football, you can do like one play of really high effort or you're good for one play, but can you repeat that for 75 plays over a three hour game, you know, in the NFL, 16 games, 17 games now, and then even into the playoffs and do it over and over and over and over again with a high level of output. Are you able to show up to work every day with an elite level of output? Are you able to show up for your family and be the same person every day without these big peaks and valleys. Nobody likes to be around that. That's like a train wreck environment. So you got to have talent. You got to have training. And then I guess the last thing is you got to have capacity to repeat it over time. So there's really three parts to this. Talent, training, and capacity. If this message resonated with you, do yourself a favor, sign up for my newsletter adaptation. In that newsletter, I'm going to teach you how to turn stress into strength. And every Friday, I'm going to send you actionable tips and resources to make it happen for you. Also, come over to my Instagram or my LinkedIn and say hi. I wanna get to know you, introduce yourself. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.